Peters, and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We will move on today in Acts chapter 22 to verse 30, and then go on through the opening five verses of chapter 23. Here in these verses, Luke begins his account of Paul's appearance before the Sanhedrin on the day following his address to the mob. Here is the way Luke begins this incident, and he writes as follows. The next day, the commander freed him from his chains and ordered the chief priests into session along with the Jewish council. He had Paul brought in before them to try to find out what the trouble was all about. Gazing intently at the council, Paul began, Brothers, I have always lived before God in all good conscience. Instantly Ananias the high priest commanded those close to Paul to slap him on the mouth. Paul said to him, God shall slap you, you whitewashed pig pen. What kind of judge are you, breaking the law yourself by ordering me struck like that? Those standing near Paul said to him, Is that the way to talk to God's high priest? I didn't realize he was the high priest, brothers, Paul replied. For the scriptures say, Never speak evil of any of your rulers. description of Paul shows us that this man had many assets which made him suitable to be the missionary to the Roman Empire. He had a worldview. Greek training had prepared him as the cosmic Christian. He was also trained in the Mosaic system, which prepared him to interpret it in the light of the coming of Christ and his redemptive death and resurrection. Not the least of his assets, however, was his Roman citizenship, which finally opened the door for him to visit Rome. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. At tremendous cost, the Christian movement was born. Jesus suffered and died, but he was raised, not only back to physical life, but to eternal life, life fit for the eternity dimension. It is that life that is given to every person who places his faith in Jesus Christ. We receive Christ's life. That's his gift to all believers. Not only did the beginning of the Christian movement cost Christ's suffering, but the church was born at the cost, in terms of suffering and death, of many early believers. Paul is a good example. His suffering, although made light of by the apostle himself, must have been almost beyond endurance at times. 
What drove Paul on was the fact that he had seen Jesus Christ. The heavens had rolled back, and the Lord himself said to Paul, I am Jesus of Nazareth. I've spoken on the past few programs about Paul's last visit to Jerusalem. He's accosted by a mob who were told that Paul had brought a Gentile into the court of Israel in the temple. This was punishable by death. It wasn't true, but that was the accusation. The mob began to beat him with the intention of killing him. He was rescued by Roman guards. The commander then called for a meeting of the Jewish Sanhedrin to try to determine what the charges were and whether a trial was called for. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. In ordering Paul to be struck, Ananias was violating the law. Ananias the high priest, who no doubt presided over the Sanhedrin, was a typical Sadducee, haughty, unscrupulous, and very wealthy. Josephus describes him as hot-tempered, greedy, and profane. He was a brutal and a scheming man. He was appointed high priest by Herod, king of Chalcis, in A.D. 48. In A.D. 52, he was sent to Rome because of charges leveled against him for cruelty. Because of the efforts on his behalf of Agrippa, the younger Ananias was acquitted and returned to his post, which he retained until A.D. 58 or 59. His liberal use of violence often called for close cooperation with assassins in order to accomplish his plan. He was known to give lavish bribes to Jews as well as to Romans with whom he collaborated. As a result, because of his pro-Roman policies, he was hated by the nationalistic Jews. He would also confiscate the tithes of the ordinary priests for himself, adding to his wealth. When war broke out in A.D. 66, the nationalists burned his house and he took refuge in the palace of Herod the Great in northern Jerusalem. He was hunted by his assassins and finally trapped in an aqueduct on the palace grounds. Here, together with his brother Hezekiah, he was murdered. It was said of him that he was one of the most unworthy men to hold the office of high priest. It was this man, who ordered those near to Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul makes a statement that sounds derogatory. Paul said, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Perhaps this was a prophetic statement, having reference to the way Ananias would meet his end. God would strike him. No doubt his problems near the time of his death and the kind of ignominious death were a judgment from the Lord. Paul called him a whitewashed wall. He looked good on the outside. But the paint covered up the deteriorating wall on the inside. He had a respected position, 
but he was a bad person. When Paul was told that he was talking to the high priest, he said, Brothers, I did not know that he was the high priest, for it is written, Do not speak evil of the rulers of your people. That was a quote from Exodus 22, verse 28. Evidently, for some reason, Paul was not aware that the one who ordered him to be struck was the high priest. Perhaps he didn't wear his distinguished robes to this hastily called meeting, so Paul may not have recognized him. Paul had been in Jerusalem only briefly in the last two decades, and the high priest's office had changed personnel often during Paul's absence. Two men named Ananias played into Paul's life. The first Ananias came to Paul's aid after he had been blinded when he saw the Lord on the Damascus road. That Ananias did everything he could to help Paul with his newfound faith in the Lord. That Ananias wasn't just whitewashed. He was real. He was as good as he appeared to be. This Ananias, more than 20 years later, tried his best to keep Paul away from impacting others with the gospel and with the love of Christ. He was whitewashed. He only looked good. Inside he was selfish, profane, full of avarice and greed. Quite a difference. One genuinely loved the Savior, the other hated him. But that's man's choice. Man can love him or hate him. The first Ananias chose to love him. The second chose to hate him. We don't know how the first Ananias died, but we can be sure that the Lord took him to be with himself. We know how the second Ananias died, a despised, hunted man, assassinated by his own countrymen. The relationship to the Lord was the crucial factor. Oh, 
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA. 